Get the old chimney sweeper Make sure the chimney is clear Time to get humming Santa is coming I love this time of the year Welcome to Molly and Pete Save Christmas I'm Pete I'm Molly Welcome to episode number three Of the season Of the new season Is this season three or four? Maybe four of Christmas? Yeah and then we had a, a mid-season thing where we just talk about other stuff. Which apparently that people don't like us talking about Christmas <laughs> movies. They only want us to talk about other stuff. <laughs> a lot of we don't have a lot of other stuff. I mean, the whole point of this podcast is Christmas movies, not our dumb other stuff. <laughs> and then now, like we were trying to figure out what the, the other stuff is, and everything's Christmas related. <laughs> well, let's see. Thanksgiving, we did Thanksgiving. That yep. wasn't. That's not Christmas related. Yeah. I even got you to watch. <laughs> we just watched you can just watch 10 minutes of it and hit all the highlights <laughs> of shibboleth <laughs> it's on was it on netflix or hulu but wherever <laughs> wherever it was when i when i logged into netflix or hulu or whatever to, to watch the west wing it started right where i left off last year <laughs> Which is like the best, which is all we watched. And it was like, in, in like five minutes, it had everything. This is Thanksgiving night after we had watched a couple of other things. Yeah. So it was late. We watched Bob Newhart and we watched Felicity. Yeah. I think it was after yeah. Felici- after we watched the Thanksgiving episode of Felicity, which is really good the fir- from the from first, first season. season. I think... I think you were rewarding me. You said if you stay awake for Felicity, uh, I will watch. You. We were originally going to watch How I Met Your Mother, the one of the slaps giving, and I stayed awake. I would be willing to watch it. <laughs> I stayed awake, and you're like, okay, let's watch How I Met Your Mother. But it was difficult to find. We couldn't find this. Like we could only find like later seasons yeah. available, and so I was like, okay, well, they, every year they have one, and you felt they were inferior. Yeah, the so. one that we were that we watched a little bit of, I didn't like. So then. And I just kind of snuck in shibboleth <laughs> on you. And but just 10 minutes. And we watch a little bit of it. <laughs> You're like laughing out loud at the jokes. <laughs> well, the, the, if you haven't seen and the episode. Like, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it, there's, a, there's really funny stuff with CJ and the pardoning of the turkey. The, the, obviously, these people don't live at our house if they haven't seen it. The problem is that what I've said is that I don't. None of these shows. I don't mind any of these shows. I mean, I don't like Friends, and I don't like How I Met Your Mother, but I don't mind like the Thanksgiving episodes. It's not like the first time I've watched these. I thought they were great, and now that you're making me watch them for the fifteenth time or the twentieth time, I just can't. I just can't anymore. I just can't. It's too much. I watched a couple of the Friends ones, and they, I still laughed out loud at the the one with Brad Pitt. The one where Ross got high, I, I I still laughed at them. On Fourth of July, or like this summer when fireworks were so bad, and like on Fourth of July, the only thing that we could find that was more annoying than the fireworks <laughs> to drone it out was like the Friends marathons that yeah, come on like Nick, Nick at night. night. <laughs> so we would like put those on really loud. It was like the only thing that was worse than fireworks that could drone it out. So in the Shibboleth episode, can't remember exactly what happened, but CJ she wasn't around like the previous Thanksgiving, so she was unaware that she had to pardon she had to, she was in charge of pardoning the turkeys or making the arrangements for the pardoning mm-hmm. of the turkeys there's like two turkeys in her office during the episode it's like it's great comedy and then <laughs> she decides that she wants to keep them both but the the guy from the turkey farm wants to take one back so then she has to go ask the president to pardon another turkey and he gets mad that he he really can't pardon a turkey because the turkey didn't break any laws and I, don't, I was laughing, and then and then the part comes up where, uh, and I can like say all of this verbatim like, before <laughs> the scene. I can recite the scene verbatim. Yeah, you do a pretty good impression. And then the, my favorite part was when all episode long, the president sends Charlie to find the perfect carving knife, and then you know Charlie is fed up with the president making him go on all these errands because the president cannot he's not satisfied with any of the knives that charlie brings back and then finally charlie brings in one and this is when you said oh i hate this so much it's just like (laughs) 
prime example of the patriarchy. Like that, the knife came from uh, my, the biggest eye roll you can make. From it's just what are these initials? P R. Oh, this is like Paul Revere gave this to his great 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 grandfather, whatever. So like these white men from New Hampshire have just like are have stayed in power the whole time, and then that he has to give he because he's passing his Paul Revere knife onto Charlie, so he needs a new knife. Is the spoiler is the is the point of it, and that he can't he has three daughters he can't give the knife to his daughters <laughs> no he's gonna give it to charlie gross like they this this show pretends to be so progressive it's, but. Fu- it's funny well i mean you i guess you're right because you do remember all this because at some point you left the room this is 11 <laughs> o'clock at night you got out of bed and like, you went- i can't be part i can't like be witness to this i don't know where you went but you let you had left the room while i watched the <laughs> president give uh, PR. I don't recognize this. <laughs> uh, I don't recognize this maker. Uh, that's because this was given to me by a Boston silversmith named Paul Revere. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. But we did talk about like when he, you know, the the kindness that he shows to people. Like, you know, it's laughable to think of our current president showing like kindness to people or thinking about other people. So when I when I watch again, I'll say I like West Wing. I just don't need to watch this Shibboleth episode for the hundredth time. I'd rather just watch a random other one. I mean, no, it's not Thanksgiving. But I like that show. I yeah. just, this these and then the one that you make me watch at Christmas, where it's like where it's, <laughs> the coat and the in the funeral. Yeah, like that's no, up. I can't, I can't with that, and I can't with the Dickensian clashing, the Dickensian <laughs> costumes clash with the Santa hats. I can't with that. Sammy Sosa gets a mention. That's worth it. This is worth it just for the uh, Sammy Sosa mention. And like when they go book shopping and like Josh buys an old skiing book for Donna. <laughs> just, no. It's so good. No more. And Mrs. Landingham is, you know, down in the dumps. Her son's died. (laughs) See, we don't need to watch it. The president is allergic to eggnog. There's a lot of good stuff in that episode. Pass. It was queued up to right where we left off last year. It turns out it was enough to just to watch the the ten minutes, <laughs> the ten minutes the, uh, the the pardoning of the turkey and the uh, the giving of the, the passing down. And you really, it was really a bummer when you said that like. He has daughters. This is the definition of patriarchy as you like rolled back in from I don't know where you disappeared to while I watched it. It's true. <laughs> no, it, no it is true. You bummed me out. It is true. I don't need 2020 to teach me that. That, <laughs> that was gross then. So that's not Christmas. We did, we've done a lot of non-Christmas things. I did a bunch of Thanksgiving Peloton things. <laughs> What's Thanksgiving about a Peloton thing? They had they had Thanksgiving rides and runs and stuff all. But what's all week. Thanksgiving about it? Well, like one of the runs I did was like the instructor said that he he every Thanksgiving he usually he's from Atlanta and he usually does the Atlanta half marathon so he like took you through that race and then like the rides are it's about uh, burning off your. <laughs> your thanksgiving oh okay i think is part of it but just also like being taught like the instructors talk about like being grateful or thankful for things that's nice they also do a lot of um good uh peloton manipulation by saying like a lot of people have given up this year but not peloton (laughs) (laughs) we're still in this (laughs) a lot of that i know you got your dad addicted to peloton now it's it's easy you just peloton does it itself you just you just like give them a taste and then they they keep coming back for more and then all you want to do is talk about it like when we went so we we went to my parents backyard my parents live here so we didn't have to travel so we could be outside and go to their backyard and wear masks and keep distance and see them on thanksgiving and we did we recreated the turkey trot we usually do mm-hmm. that was fun in evanston and that was fun because there were like other people out like you get a hat from this turkey trot every year so the other people wearing that hat there were people dressed up in costume mm-hmm. there were like families people were playing music like it was spirited yeah so to kind of have the weather was nice so to be able to have something that you could do safely outside is a gift so we did that um that we all had to avoid like there were like roving groups of like college kids that i guess didn't go home mm-hmm. like cl- like dirty clumps of kids <laughs> walking around <laughs> yeah because we were near the northwestern campus so we had to avoid them but other than that it was nice yeah, it was enjoyable so we got to do that and uh 
yeah we got to see my parents on thanksgiving and my dad was like excited to talk to me at peloton and then like when my brother and sister-in-law showed up to say hi he wanted to like talk to them about me mentioned i was like i saw i heard him bring up peloton i was like yep he's one of us now they had no interest <laughs> he's one of us <laughs> if you do peloton everybody's gonna know that you it's like bennett on the bachelorette we know we went to harvard we got it you do peloton we got it <laughs> yeah it is a cult yeah, there's a lot of cults right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a healthy cult to be in. If this was a TV show, you'd be watching it. It's not QAnon. It's, it's not Nexium. It's a healthy cult to be in. I love Thanksgiving. And I know like people have been saying that you know Thanksgiving is just another day. Stay inside. You know, Don't gather in huge groups. It's just, it's just another day. You'll have it next year. And I, I say Thanksgiving is not just another day. Thanksgiving is special. But still skip it don't like don't <laughs> yeah. discount that thanksgiving is special yeah. yeah but just still skip it yeah you can still skip even if it's you have to sometimes you have to skip special things this year yeah um like typically if i was off or i had the evening off like the wednesday before thanksgiving you would go shopping with your mom which you didn't really do this year yeah we just You'd go out to eat and you we picked really, up our new foster kittens <laughs> you didn't do any of that stuff um that's special things that you just have to skip this year yeah and we would go to chris kindle market and oh we should have is it virtual yet you can they, you can order things online but then that demon tap place in avondale is doing they're doing a version of it so we're gonna go check that out but you can't like right now you can't like log on to yeah you can you can buy things oh that's it yeah what else would there be i don't know (laughs) some type of experience (laughs) yeah i mean that one is really like that is all about being crammed into a small place space with people yeah and like being really close talking to like you sort of sit at communal tables and you end up like inadvertently having to talk to people around. <laughs> yeah, we end up usually having to talk to strangers. Um, yeah, and then we we avoid it as much as we can, and then sometimes you just can't help it. But like you know, one thing is that we're, we're we've been making our looking at like what we normally do around Christmas and what can we still do, and or what versions of things you know mm-hmm. like okay we normally do this what what's the 2020 version of this? But we're gonna go ice skating and. And the rink, you know, I guess like so the skating ribbon is open downtown, like the the Millennium Park traditional rink is closed. And I guess maybe that's because people are clumped together more like a ribbon. It's more like a you're everyone's going the same direction, like a track. Yeah, that would be safer. And we've always that's it's been open for a few years and it looks really cool. But we've never been able to go because every time we've gone, the line has been crazy long and it's really cold outside. And so this year it's reservation only. So silver 2020 silver lining that we can go have a reservation not to wait in a super long line so we're gonna do that wonder why they don't do that all the time maybe they will now you know obviously they have to limit the capacity probably yeah but still do reservations just you know up the capacity i mean i think the annoying thing with reservations is that people don't show up for them yeah that's true we went to last time we went to morton arboretum they have like a lights show that you just drive normally you walk through but you had to stay in your car you just drive yeah through it and um i thought like it might be hard but it was really yeah that was fun easy and fun and it oh. made me appreciate the trees more. it was when you're out there running and you hate everything about morton <laughs> yeah um it made me really want to go next year to walk through yeah I mean, it was nice being able to drive through and just seeing it because the lights are amazing, and mm-hmm. you know, you turn, you tune in to eighty-eight point five, and it's the, all choreographed, it's choreographed to, the music. to the music and stuff. So it's really well done. And I kept on asking you at like a hundred times, "How do they do this? <laughs> How do they do this?" And you're like, "Computers, dummy." <laughs> but it's like elves (laughs) it's like so it's like perfect because we haven't gone we haven't done that yeah that hasn't been on our christmas list yeah but i feel like we need definitely need to add it yeah for next year we got tickets like tickets it was hard to get tickets and we have we like right as as soon as they were released it was like a lot of pressure yeah (laughs) it's really stressful to get them like everything that is in demand goes so fast now we have um zoo light tickets for friday and I wanted to like go to a drive-in and see a Christmas movie, and those are all we didn't get in on that soon enough. Like those were all sold out when I checked. But yeah, so we'll we'll do Christmassy things. We got our Christmas tree. 
we normally do that. Like everybody else? <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, this is the time when people get Christmas trees. A lot of people get Christmas trees after Thanksgiving so they can enjoy it for the month. But I, I always feel like we're on the early end and like everybody has their tree now and there's lots of lights outside. And Just when we were driving around on Black Friday... We saw a lot of Christmas trees on top of cars, and I, I, I don't think I've... Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's been the same, but I, I'm just projecting that there's more, but it seemed like there were a lot more cars driving around with Christmas trees on top of their cars yeah. this year. Yeah, it feels like that. Yeah. And normally we go, we would just go to Whole Foods. We would, our, we, our tradition would be <laughs> to go to Whole Foods on the day after, on Black Friday, because they would have like $10 off trees and mm-hmm. the trees are already a good price. And, you know, the trees are from sm- some small grower in Wisconsin. Jeff Bezos Farm <laughs> in Wisconsin. Ye old Jeff Bezos Farm. <laughs> so I was, you know, they they cut off the end for you. They put it on top of your, your car. It's yeah. really easy. Very been they're all it's been great. Always very had nice. Good trees. Yeah, but I thought like, okay, this year let's not let's not give any more money to Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Let's go to. There's like a couple of of local garden centers in our area, mm-hmm. and there's a big one that everybody goes to, and then there's like a newer, smaller one. And I'm like, let's go to the newer, smaller one. So we went, and it was. Like there were just there was a lot of people there, like a lot of kids running around and like ru- like like a lot of like rude women walking around, yeah. and taking up a lot of space, both like being them loud. and being mm-hmm. loud. No, and, and no, it was just like stressful. I don't know. It was just not comfortable, and um, and not keeping socially distant. Yeah. They would walk up right again, like yeah. next to you. Yeah, when I'm trying my best to avoid everybody in kind of a contained area. Yeah, it wasn't a great experience. And then we started like looking, and like the trees were like twice on, like literally twice twice as much mm-hmm. as anything else available. So as much as I wanted to support them, it was just like not none of it was selling me yeah. on it. And I'll pay extra to support a small business yeah. for sure. But like compared to the other small business in our neighborhood that sells this kind of thing, yeah. they're like garland and reeds and stuff are three times yeah. as much. So yeah, it was it was kind of nuts. So we um, were like, okay, let's get out of here. This is this is not <laughs> unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, let's just go back to Whole Foods. So we went back to Whole Foods, and they were like, oh, we're our, we're sorry, our saw broke. We've we've sold so many trees today, our saw broke. Mm-hmm. And we're like, can we saw the bottom of this by hand? And I'm like, no, this is this is that's going to take us forever. It's going to be a huge pain. I'm like, let's just go back to a traditional tree <laughs> lot in the grocery store parking lot at Jewel. <laughs> I w- when we were discussing the sawing, I was like, we have a saw. We can do this. We watch a tons of Hallmark movies when <laughs> the guy goes, they go to the tree farm with this tiniest little saw yeah. to <laughs> saw off the huge, the biggest tree. I'm like, we can, we can saw off this. We can do it. And you lacked confidence in my sawing ability. <laughs> oh, I, not yours. Both of them. I'm like, this is, we're going to be like, ear, ear, and it's going to be uneven. And um, we're probably going to kill the tree doing it. We just need the chainsaw. Just mm-hmm. so, and he did it. So we just went back to the jewel parking lot. We, we got a great tree. The guy yeah. was, it was really easy and the guy was really nice. And, yeah what it's done i that's how we did it when i was a kid we'd always kind of go to the tree farm lot yeah that was in not a parking far, lot. Like the lot yeah the yeah. lot that was in some parking yeah. lot of the the grocery i store. never grew up we never like went to the tree farm and cut down our own tree i think we should do that next year though well we've we heard mixed i mean obviously next year hopefully we won't be worried about distancing as much but like mm-hmm. we had one friend go and have a lovely experience and we had one friend go and have a horrible experience so oh, who had a horrible experience well like someone who went who tried multiple attempts to go and it was oh, like super right. crowded yeah. no one was wearing a mask yeah. and i feel like the tree farm attracts the non-mask crowd so from what i remember i was always kind of creeped out by the like the people that work there yeah yeah um and i don't know if this is just how they're project you know they're projected as the tree creepers. lot yeah the, the tree it's lot bit of a, it's a bit of a carny vibe right like they sit in that little hut you know with <laughs> yeah. their their glove with their fingerless or gloves like, or like they live in a trailer on, on, at the lot. <laughs> so we walked up and so i'm a little bit tentative then okay, of course then we see like the two people that are like arguing with this kid this kid you know he's like 20 something yeah he's like uh you know he's holding up the tree and they're like okay uh, i'll give you 45 for it and i'm like what 
Is this how we're? Is this how we're supposed to do? We were supposed to bargain for our Christmas tree. They are tree? such jerks. And when I like, I've I've had a few encounters recently with. I mean, it's just it seems cliche to say, it, but Karen type people. They're just abundant, and they are completely. They have no self awareness that that's what they. That that's not cool anymore. Being that way has been canceled, and that they still behave this way. Like they're completely unaware that how they look. I felt bad for this kid. Maybe I'm the schmuck who you know overpays for a christmas tree because i'm not going to haggle with the the kid working at the tree lot maybe that's how you're supposed to do it i just don't want to yeah i just want to pick, pick out a nice tree yeah look at the price pay that price tip the person for yeah. putting it up and he um, seems so appreciative that we were just had, had like normal human decency towards him. yeah yeah all of my reservations about going to the lot were immediately discarded or whatever because the yeah the kid couldn't have been nicer the experience was fine and yeah we got a a good looking tree out of it and i went yesterday i went to the other garden center by us and bought like the other you know like a wreath and garland and things that we needed and there when i just pulled up i was like oh this is gonna it, it ended up being fine but i'm like this is gonna be awful because it's just like everyone bought you like they're shopping getting their overpriced tree from that place mm-hmm. um it just was like it was just so Kristen wig and jason sudeikis from like the assholes from yeah. Saturday, from the saturday night live sketch like just oh uh can we we're not supposed to be around people can we like avoid all of these people easier <laughs> yeah uh, Kristen Wiig gonna be hosting uh the Christmas episode of uh Saturday I know Live. you were telling me like how excited you were about who was gonna be like hosting in the musical guest I'm like why do we still get excited about Saturday Night Live it's terrible why do we still get excited about it well, why I, do we still watch it and why do we still get excited about that, it it's that, never good yeah that is a great question I do believe that having Kristen Wiig host it as somebody who you know she's worked on the show she knows the ins and outs like john mulaney is a better yeah like show. his episode i thought was you know good like the sketches most of the sketches were good yeah i mean weekend updates a lost cause i thought the sketches with john mulaney were good and i think with Kristen wig they'll they'll be the same originally i was excited about bruce springsteen because i thought he was going to do the it was going to be i knew that he was going to do the december 12th and i thought that may have been the last show i'm like oh well do you think you'll sing santa claus is coming to town? <laughs> he still might you think so i think maybe as a, no he's going to sing something his new, new song, song. <laughs> his two new songs maybe he'll do it for the second song for the, the third song can they ice skate this year is that open or would it be open just to them yeah, probably. Because I could see him like singing, like them ice skating at the end. Again, it will no- nothing will ever be as good as we want it to be. So, yeah. Does anybody who works for Silent Live listen to this show? <laughs> I know Clarence Clemens is not around, so they have to try to figure out a way to redo that. Keenan could play Clarence. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, if only they'd listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. So, yeah, we'll see if he uh, he sings Santa Claus. Is oh, wouldn't that town. be so good? <laughs> With Keenan doing, yeah. yeah, the big man's they part. Create it. The sax player guy, you know, the band leader is like a set, like plays the saxophone, right? Yeah. Like he could be playing the saxophone, but Keenan could can. play Clarence. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, <laughs> this not this, happen. this happen. You know, it's just going to be his two new songs. I will say, though, something. We'll fast forward through them. Something very odd has happened this holiday season where we've been in the car. <laughs> And you actually turned on. Usually, when you come in the passenger side, and I turn on the car, and the the radio comes on, it's a Christmas station. You you're out, turn it off or switch the station immediately. <laughs> There's been a few times we've gotten into the car where where you actually turn to the Christmas station to hear the songs yes and there has been a time there's been i think twice where you actually raised the volume up to okay, hear there's all extenuating circumstances with these what are the extenuating circumstances okay so the only reason i put it on the christmas station is because you were listening to like i don't oh i was listening to news radio yeah and i don't like the sound of news mm-hmm. radio like i don't like there's like a tinniness to yeah. that that i don't like yeah there's something that triggers it's like depressing that triggers me like the sound mm-hmm. of it yeah i think it's boring and it's all just like mattress commercials or something anyway it's not like, like a traffic content i don't need traffic i don't need like i don't need any any of the information they're giving me and i think too like it reminds me of when i like was in high school maybe or even maybe even college and like we lived 
like an hour away from Chicago and we would like be driving back. We would come into Chicago a lot and we would be like driving back and it would be like maybe kind of like late and my mom would like be listening to that and I would just be like so tired and I just hate it. I don't know, like it (laughs) (laughs) is very like triggering of some kind of like bad experience Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah, it was just, or you'd be listening to like Jeff Joniak and I don't know, like some <laughs> Bears radio things. I don't want to hear that either. Um, so I don't want to hear the news or the sports. And so I would just put it on that because it was just safe. And then sometimes, like, there, like, there's no good music stations in Chicago. And then usually, like, when we're listening to the radio in the car, like, BB, like, um, WBZ has some weird like wait wait don't tell me or something on that I want to listen to or like on chirp it would be like a metal song or something that I don't want to listen to so these are the these are why all those things have to come into place and I'll listen to the Christmas music and then I would turn it up because last night I turned it up because you were singing along and it was like really low but you were singing really loud <laughs> so it had to like balance it out when else did I turn it up maybe because it was like a I think I turned it up because there's like the Dean Martin one has funny there's some songs that cause oh, they yeah. play the same like yeah. 10 songs over yeah, and over they again do. I would turn it up to hear the funny lines that we always like laugh about and the best things but i want to how many times have i turned it down i know i've turned it down more than i've turned it up i overall but this is this is a breakthrough <laughs> where you actually tuned into but the, none of these reasons are because i like it it's because <laughs> i don't like something else <laughs> yeah and the dean we've talked about this before in the dean martin one like a, a third of the way through he does santa with a weird like won't kind of a, you guide yeah, mine like eastern slate? european yeah. accent yeah. Um, which is class. So we t- you turned it up yeah, for, the, for, that. That, for that part. You said that, oh, you know what? We should, Sirius has like a 40 Christmas stations. We yeah. should listen to one Nothing of these. Nothing can be as bad as the light. Let's check these out. And then, Turns out they're just as bad yeah, as the Yeah, we, we, awesome. we were listening. We were like sampling every station. I was like, this is, this is the same songs <laughs> that they play on the light. <laughs> Stop bashing the light. <laughs> and my last thing about um, Christmas songs it was the uh, I was listening to the Chuck Berry classic Run Run Rudolph. We all mm-hmm. know that song. Run Run Rudolph. Yeah. They would play that on series on Christmas rock jams or something like that. And on on the light they would play Michael Bublé's version of Run Run Rudolph. Or if Ray Conniff had a version. Call me dumb. But I, I guess I never really re- listened to the lyrics of Run Run Rudolph with Chuck Berry because I heard something that <laughs> perked my interest. I was like, what? I have to I have to go check the lyrics out of Run Run Rudolph. You had I, done it. When you revealed this to me, you had done a lot of research on it. <laughs> I think you had tweeted about it. <laughs> so the lyrics to Run Run Rudolph, out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. (laughs) Randolph. I've never heard Randolph. So we're trying to figure out who Randolph is. Yeah, who's Randolph? Do we know? No, like somebody said that they they're like here's a here's like a children's book, but it's re, it was re, right. written recently. Yeah, Dennis Rodkin of the Cranes, because uh, I tweeted it. I was like, "Who's Randolph?" You've like real journalists working on this for you. <laughs> and so he answered and saying, "Yeah, uh, Ru- Randolph the blue nosed reindeer." And I was like, "Oh, all right." And it's not Randolph. It's no. Randolph. <laughs> yeah. It's two A's. <laughs> Randolph and. So I was like, oh, yeah, mystery solved. Okay, we can put this to rest. But no, then he was like, but the book came out in 2017, so I don't (laughs) think Chuck Berry was referring to Randolph in 1959 or whenever the song was written. I don't know. Hallmark needs to stop making movies about music stores that are being, the people are being evicted from their music store and make a, get down to the bottom. We need a HBO eight part series about who is Randolph. Hallmark movies and mysteries. This is a mystery. mystery. Randolph. Who is Randolph? Is there like a Chuck Berry documentary or or, or biography that might like clear this up? (laughs) You need to go to the library and do some research. <laughs> I want to know who Randolph is. There was another, mo- you know how I like when the DJs do their, their little, uh-huh. their little bits. What was a good one this week? A good one this week was where he was just talking to a woman who was eating cookies, <laughs> not baking cookies, not making Christmas cookies, just eating cookies. And then he said, what kind is like chocolate chips? 
And she's like, so this woman w- was just eating chocolate chip cookies, listening to the Christmas station. Did we potentially talk about this two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I. This, you just I, told I just, me about it separately. I just, I just mentioned mentioned it to you when you know when I after I heard it <laughs> coming home from work. You can't wait to get home to tell me like what you heard on the light, <laughs> Randall cookies. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I don't want to give out any radio trade secrets those phone calls aren't live that they do in between the songs they're taped so i was like how bad are the other calls yeah, that come in the if they ones. have to if they have to play well the i one. think you know as somebody who's green's radio calls they could be really bad <laughs> yeah we get a lot of i get a lot of calls at the radio station most of the calls that i get uh, at the radio station are tv related yeah. they want they want to talk to dean richards or uh-huh. something like that they don't know they can't separate it or somehow that when they call WGN, this is the number that comes up. Uh, but my favorite is when like somebody calls and they they want to know like why Jag isn't on. <laughs> why isn't Jag on right now? I don't know what you're uh, what you want me to do here. There's no place I can't like forward your call to anyone. And a lot of times, like I feel like I feel bad for some of the, the you know the older listeners that yeah. call that they don't have a computer and they want to know like what the Just temperature outside house. is. Yeah. yeah. So like I'll, I'll do my best to like yeah. look something up if I can, like well, that's nice of you to like answer them. Cause yeah, they did. They just want an answer. But I was like, why isn't Jag on right now? I have no idea where, what, where to even begin. Well, when I get, when we, if I get in the car after you've been driving home listening to the light, it is turned up to like 10 too. You're really jamming out to it. And I, I usually listen to the news on my way home Monday through Thursday, mm-hmm. but then Friday, that's you when treat I, yourself. <laughs> I treat myself to the, the Christmas station after work. This is really sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I really crank it up, really crank it up. <laughs> so then oftentimes you'll get in the car on a Saturday, like uh-huh. if you're driving to run somewhere or whatever, do an errand. Yeah. The Christmas station is cranked up to 11. That is how Andy Williams is meant to be heard. <laughs> to 11 uh, i know you're asking about like ray conniff like what his deal was and i'm like i don't know but haven't you ever been to a thrift store and looked at records before it's like nine out of ten records are ray conniff singers and i said nobody's ever listened to ray conniff since the only time that anybody ever listens to ray conniff by choice they have like a record player that's built into like credenza. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how you know like frank sinatra everybody knows frank sinatra and bing crosby they had they've had careers yeah. and they also put out a christmas record but like ray conniff did he have did he have was he a singer he just had this like group of folk singers so it's like the raycon of singers it's like a group oh my gosh this photo like is like <laughs> bob bowl he's got a little poodle dog though <laughs> a po- he kind of has like uh his his who's hair- the like mucho mucho amor guy what's his name oh yeah he has like that that, that those look. vibes it looks like he's wearing a, a winter hat now i'm like more interested in him but it, it's a really dark like he was it, more square than this is it dark head of hair and a white beard and then he's holding a little white poodle he was also known as jay ray i didn't know that <laughs> he died in 2002 here's he was, the movie we also need <laughs> he was an american band leader and arranger best known for his ray kind of singers during the 60s i think there's a you know isn't there a thing like if like adults that had like dinner parties in the six this is just what i'm picturing like that everybody had there were like certain albums that everybody had and that everybody had a ray conniff record he died in 2002 after falling and hitting his head on a sink this is my fear you have a fear of hitting your head on a sink? No, that I like i hit my hit my head and then i'm afraid that like i have a slow brain bleed <laughs> And I'm gonna die, and then like I'm not gonna realize it. There's a Ray Conniff singers membership. Well, I'm sure P- I'm sure people know who Ray Conniff is. I just thought they play him so much. We when we were going to Morton, we heard two Ray Conniff yeah. songs yeah. going out, going out, and going coming back. Yeah, I think three Frank Sinatra songs, but <laughs> two Ray Conniff songs. Should we talk about some movies that we've watched? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Well, how about we talk about a couple of non-Christmas things that we enjoyed? Okay. Saved by the Bell. Well, we just started it, but so far it's good. So we'll get back to you on this. But we watched the first episode we of the were, Saved by the Bell. I was like, it was coming out. So I was, I loved, my brother really loved Saved by the Bell. I love Saved by the Bell and like grew up with it. And so I was excited for this. 
and there's some original cast members in mm-hmm. it, but it's about like a new group of kids in high school at Bayside. And I listened to that Extra Hot Great podcast, and they raved about it, and everything they said got me really excited to watch it. And you were like, uh, uh. yeah, I don't have the same nostalgia as you do for the show, but I'm will I was willing to watch. And it's Tracy Wigfield who did Thirty Rock. Yeah. I'm like, let's just watch one episode and see how it is. And it's funny. Yeah, the first episode was really good. Mm-hmm. Really so. clever how they incorporated the old cast with the new cast. Yeah. Zach is a... He's the, ma- he's he's the, governor, the governor of California. California. But kind of an imbecile governor. Yeah. Um, he ran because, to get out of a parking ticket. <laughs> right. And then they... But this is it's perfect because his character... This is what, that's what would happen to his character. So And his kid, Mac... Morris. Mac Morris goes to Bayside. And then they, they incorporate some other kids from like the who, poor neighborhood. Who have been busted. Who have been busted. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it's smart. And yeah. I, I, Jesse's the guidance counselor. Slater's the coach. And Kelly, Zach and Kelly are married to each other. So we're in, and it's good. Like that where Kelly, you know, was always sort of like played sort of dumb, but she was always a little bit smarter than she played. Like there's subtle things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It's well done. It's like, it's written, it's smart, but it also has like an appreciation for the original show. It's on the Peacock Network. Yeah. Which everybody gets pretty much. If you have Comcast, you get it. Oh. And then you can, but you can subscribe to to it. Yeah. We've watched one episode of The Queen's Gambit. I wouldn't even like consider bringing that up because we watched it like weeks ago and we haven't been motivated to watch another episode. It was good, but it's just like a I, lot. I wanted to watch it. Yeah, but then you watch a bunch of episodes of Friends instead. <laughs> well, that's just, you know that's what you do for the holidays. Well, now we're like deep in like Christmas stuff, so it's hard to watch like an hour long drama. I liked chess. I was like, oh, we should just like you know like while we're sitting around the house, let's just play chess. You didn't seem interested in no. it. I actually I had a dream the other night where I'm, I was shopping and I saw a chess set on sale mm-hmm. and I was afraid to buy it because I didn't want to be pigeonholed as someone who's like just into chess now because <laughs> of the Queen's Gambit. That was a specific dream. <laughs> yeah. But the show we really loved was How To with John Wilson. That's, that's the best. Yeah, like, that's Queen's a, Gambit, whatever. Everyone's walk, watching that and talking about it. Who cares about that? But this show, like I don't hear anybody talking about it and it's so good. So it's a guy who's a documentary filmmaker who lives in Queens, and he seems to have a camera with him all the time yeah. capturing things, And which I know a lot of photographers do because it's like you have to... How do you get that one great shot? Like you take a ton of other stuff. Yeah. So he... Yeah, he's always filming things and catches really hilarious poignant <laughs> it's amazing how things how in well new york. done it is yeah it's very new york specific though for sure so each episode sort of has it starts with like a theme and then it kind of branches off into tangents from that but it's just 30 like i think there's six episodes 30 yeah. minutes i think the review you read to me that made me want to watch it was that it's similar to high maintenance and yeah. i think i mean even though it's, it's even though it's not but- f- like fictional even though it's more like a doc i don't know how you yeah. even describe it more reality based than but it still has a similar kind of vibe to it it just sweetness it just to captures it. like regular new york like high maintenance did yeah and but there's like a great episode about scaffolding <laughs> yeah that's like that's i think that's my favorite one. the last episode is really sweet about his like it covid isn't is yeah. like the focus of the last episode and um, it's really sweet about like his landlord that he's worried about because yeah. she's older. They get together and watch Jeopardy together every night. Yeah. He goes to the grocery store and I think it's he went to a lot of grocery stores and put all this footage together because it's like the lo- the line just goes on and on and, and everybody's carts are still like overflowing. Yeah. So we never and but I never did those first shops of like overreacting and thinking that we wouldn't be able to get anything. So except that the, what people did was go and be all close together with no masks on at a grocery store. So well done because yeah, some of the shots that he I don't know does he come up with these shots and then creates an episode around what he has? Yeah, I don't know. Or does he have an idea and then looks at all the shots they have? Because I don't know, like it just so how do you, and he's obviously like very meticulous with the notes that he takes. You see throughout, so you're like. Yeah. How you know what you have or like are able to find it and he has like you don't know that much about him but you know that he has a day job that is video Mm -hmm. related too but like he's out to dinner with his friends and he's filming the whole thing (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you don't know if he's filming the whole thing 
because you know they only use part of it he yeah. could just say like hey i want i need to shoot 10 minutes here yeah. or whatever so we get this documented it's so funny um, and clever it's, yeah so and it's yeah it's really sweet and funny and it's on hbo is it on? It's I think on it was on. I think it was regular. on Friday. It's done. It just finished this past week, so you can watch every episode now. But I think yeah. it was just. It was on Friday nights on, just regular HBO. So. Yeah, How to with John Wilson. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I cannot walk. I saw there's a scaffolding on a building like on Glenwood this morning. I went running by, and I was like, I just cannot think about like the scaffolding industry that he shines a light on in this in, in this episode. It's he has really, one too about like splitting checks, and it's just it's a lot of footage that he's taken. Of people like figuring out the bill <laughs> at the end of the meal <laughs> yeah it's yeah Hi- highly recommended and how did, like i don't even how did he get permission from all how do they get permission from these people yeah c- c- he, and he takes a lot of unfavorable shots of people <laughs> that are doing weird things i think things. the first episode he go he ends up at like mtv spring break in florida <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he got yelled at yeah, because he was in they all have the footage shots. of him in the like yeah. that MTV feed, <laughs> turning around and filming people. So. Yeah, it's just really it's really funny, and you can zip right. Yeah, you can zip. And right he lives in like a bad apartment. Like it feels. Yeah. yeah, everything about it feels really real. Yeah. about New York. He has a cat. So recommend the one episode of Saved by the Bell <laughs> that we watched. Or where, Saved by the Bell seems promising, and watch John Wilson. And uh, yeah, and watch How to with John Wilson on HBO. And then watch what Christmas movie should people watch? So we watched we watched Princess Switch two. So you can go back into our archives and listen to our breakdown of the first Princess Switch. <laughs> so again, you know we don't the Netflix ones are inferior, but we're like okay, everybody's talking about Princess Switch two. We need we want to know what people are making fun of. Mm-hmm. So we we watched it. We watched the whole thing. And we didn't know what was going on most of the time. <laughs> I felt so dumb. I was like, I cannot keep up with all. Well, they the give Vanessa you a little Hutchins. animated recap of what happened in the first movie. I think like one thing is that it's confusing because she plays two roles, so that's confusing who is who. And then the names of the made up countries are confusing too. And they brought in a third Vanessa Hudgens and Yeah. Uh, so she plays up two. like cousin Fiona, who's the best character in it. And um she's really stretching now and but yeah, like I didn't even remember the guy who was like the the real princess's boyfriend who was like her friend from Chicago, I have no memory of him. I mean, I guess I remember that he had like a daughter. And then her her she's married the prince that she's married to is what's like Sam Palladino who is in Nashville and he sings Gunner. like the yeah, Gunner from Nashville and he sings the I think it was the same in print, the first one too where he sings an original Christmas song. So mm-hmm. like the closing credits are him singing. And um he I know that that actor is British and but when you something about like he was he was like cool on Nashville his teeth were always a little weird so you could tell he was British <laughs> but he was cute on Nashville like I liked his music there was like a coolness to him on Nashville that's completely devoid in the Princess Switch movies. Mm-hmm. He is such a dork. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, ugh, I don't... He's the worst. Like, I don't want him being around at all. He's such a drip. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, she's way better than him. We'll get to ro- what my feelings about royal Christmas movies in a minute. But, um, oh, like, yeah. I don't see the appeal of him as the prince at all and the other guy is kind of cute yeah, i like him has the bakery in chicago yeah. yeah i think you know i like i love watching bachelorette but really it's i it's just the vehicle that i want to listen to the podcasts later mm-hmm. that are breaking it down or like laughing about it or that's how i feel about princess which like i want to just get through this so then i can read the hilarious pieces in like vulture and av club and stuff like that about it breaking down and they mentioned that like chicago has become such a like christmas movie punching bag like everyone is originally from chicago and it's this like horrible place that yeah. you have to get away from the one that you watched last night or two nights ago with the starlight one yeah that started in Chicago. Yeah, it was in Chicago. I even forgot because they just completely abandoned just, that it's the even opening in Chicago. Yeah. Is the you skyline. See, yeah, you see Marina Towers or whatever. So. Now, it, can we talk about the end of the the Princess Switch two when you see when you see who's in attendance at the wedding? Oh, I, yeah, I think so. It's um, from the Christmas Prince, the like couple and their baby from the Christmas Prince. So how does that happen? Because in the yeah, so they were they were watching in the first 
Princess Switch movie, Chicago Vanessa Hudgens and her baker friend were watching The Christmas Prince on Netflix before she goes to Monteveria or whatever. Yeah, Montevolia. <laughs> and I thought that was really clever in yeah. in the first Princess Switch. And, and now, now they're, they're showing at the wedding. Up. I was like, how does this? What? It's not meta. It's messy. Yeah, that ruined the whole movie. I enjoyed it <laughs> up until then. But the best part is that they have in, especially in the bedrooms, there's like six trees in every bedroom <laughs> and wherever they are, castle or they have their own kind of style of the tree. So like Fiona has like pink trees and the princess Vanessa Hudgens has really traditional trees and she's so uh, like she's so like dowdy mm-hmm. too. She has a very like Queen Elizabeth feel to her. Whatever. It is what it is. Now everybody's watching Christmas Chronicles, like the... um, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. No, I'm not going to do it. We realized that I added another thing I don't like, another kind of Christmas movie that I don't like. Christmas movies that involve Santa Claus. (laughs) What do you mean? I I don't like Christmas movies that have Santa Claus in them. I don't need that. You're trying to get me to watch some old one with Tom Cavanaugh and Ashley Williams. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try. But then when you read the plot to me, it was like where he was, he's really Santa or he's Santa's son or something. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. Yeah, it's called Snow. And it was recommended to me by somebody from work whose opinion I respect on Christmas (laughs) stuff. So I was like, oh, let's let's give it a try. Yeah. And I I like Ashley Williams and I like TV's Ed. Yeah, I know. But something about when when Santa's involved, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I get that. It's like magical or whimsical yeah, or something. Yeah, We're going to watch some... I don't know why we have 50 Christmas things on the DVR. And I was like, let's look for something new. Like, everything <laughs> on the DVR is new. But I wanted to see what was on Netflix, like was trending or whatever. And yeah, Christmas Chronicles was number one. I was like, no, I don't... Yeah. I'm not into that one. So we watched um, Princess Switch and then we watched Happiest Season. I feel like that's another one that's in the zeitgeist yeah. this week yeah so it's it was supposed to come out in theaters so clea duvall wrote and directed it with one of the stars of the movie too one of the sisters yeah so it was supposed to come out in theaters so it's um it's a step above like kristen stewart mm-hmm. is the star but yeah. mary steenburge is, is in it victor garber mckenzie davis from halt and catch yeah. fire they shot it in pittsburgh or allison Bree is in it, aubrey plaza mm-hmm. it's all people i was really excited about it it's all people that i sort of like because you don't like allison brie or aubrey plaza usually aubrey plaza plays sort of like someone who's like a combination of fake ditzy and mean Mm -hmm. and then allison brie plays a person who's nice but they really are sort of mean Mm -hmm. and i was like i realized that i love these and these people in these roles aubrey plaza played like a smart normal person she didn't have like any kind of like wackiness to her Or yeah. offness to her. Yeah. She just played like a straight, not a straight role, but a... Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a regular role a, for her. And yeah. A, just like yeah. acting like a normal person. Mm-hmm. And then Alison Brie played a really mean person and she's perfect yeah. for that. Um, she's really good at being mean. And so like Mackenzie Davis and Kristen Stewart are in a relationship. Like Kristen Stewart's going to propose to Mackenzie Davis and they're going to go home for Christmas with um, Mackenzie Davis's family, who is Mary Steenburgen, Victor Garber, and then she has two sisters. And Kristen Stewart's parents had both died. Like, she doesn't really have family, so she doesn't like Christmas. And But she has a best friend, played she, by, by Dan, Dan Levy. Levy. Great. Yeah. And so they go home to this sort of fancy family, and the dad is running for mayor, and sort of their whole life has been about appearance, what people thought of them, appearances, and that they had to like fit into this certain mold. And sort of all of them have deviated from that in some way and sort of have these secrets. Then those, you know, start to reveal themselves. But yeah, like Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza are great together and that was like the my big issue Kristen Stewart's girlfriend's really mean during this whole time yeah and Aubrey Plaza comes along and I was like why dump this girl (laughs) and they have like great chemistry together be with Aubrey Plaza like Aubrey Plaza had a relationship with you know the girlfriend with Mackenzie Davis like they in high school um so they have a lot of you know things in common Mm -hmm. you know Kristen Stewart and and, they had um, both had to deal with this family um in the situation when Mackenzie Davis would do something I was like after like the fifth time she would do something horrible I was like 
just leave. <laughs> like, and she was going. I don't think she ever did leave. But she was going to. She, yeah, like, just be with Aubrey Plaza. There's a joke that runs through it about Dan Levy tracks. Kristen Stewart. <laughs> yeah. And that's a lot about like tracking. We, we want to know how this works. So we were like, we, it's come up multiple times. We're like, we have a question about something or somebody. And like, we, um, we know someone who might be like secretly in a state they're not supposed to be in right now and like hiding it. And we have a theory about this so that they don't have to quarantine when they come back. And we're like, oh, we should we could track them. <laughs> yeah. But other, uh, like other than that, like my problem with like, oh, I wish she was with Aubrey Plaza. That would be a weird movie then. <laughs> in real life maybe you'd want if they were your real life friends you might want that outcome but for like a christmas movie about a family you know one of these christmas movies about families who come with secrets and it all kind of gets resolved yeah the end. like that's how these movies go so yeah so and you're even though you have these you know that you have like this gay couple it's still within the context of like a traditional christmas family and I, movie and i felt bad for thinking that she should be with aubrey plaza in that mackenzie davis is a horrible person because she comes from a toxic yeah. family it's yeah. not you know it's not her fault entirely that she's like this yeah it's another pre-covid movie though like on the rocks where the people are very like white and privileged it's just gonna be interesting to see how like that's just sort of been the standard for so long like yeah. how long that or how many more of those we yeah. have, though. It's and just the default. When it was over, you asked me if I would have been happy to see that in the theater. And I think I would have been yeah, happy I to would see too. it in the theater. I thought so it was pretty good. We've seen a lot of bad Christmas movies in the theater. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. You can watch it. What is it? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. yeah. So if you have Hulu, it's not like we didn't have to pay like $20 to buy yeah. it or something. If you have Hulu, it's on Hulu. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's enjoyable. And if you like like the Family Stone or Home for the Holidays, mm-hmm. like one of those yeah, movies, yeah. it's the same. Yeah. Like kinda. a holiday with a dysfunctional family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, within that canon. Yeah, um, that's an, this is another one we finished because I feel like we watch a lot of movies that we never finish. We well, then the other one we finished was <laughs> Christmas House, which is the first Hallmark movie with a same-sex couple in it. And they're not the main characters, but they're adjacent to the main mm-hmm. characters. So, parents, so it's Treat Williams and Sharon Lawrence are the parents, and they reach out to their sons. And one of their sons is like a... He is very much like the This Is Us character, like the actor character on This Is Us. So mm-hmm. he's... He's an actor on like a cheesy network law show. Then and that they, they want their sons to come home for one more time to make the Christmas house. They haven't done it in a few years. So, okay. The Christmas house, they bring in a big moving truck and movers and completely move everything out of the house. Maybe the bedrooms stay the same, but of the like common areas. Yeah. They don't just decorate around their furniture. Yeah, like every t- other person in the world. <laughs> yeah. They completely move everything out of their house. Yeah. And then fill it to the brim with Christmas junk. Yeah. Preposterous. So there's like nowhere to to sit or anything like I feel like there's like cooking there's like shows on the food network where they like change out all the the stuff that's like the fake the props on the shelves mm-hmm. to be like Christmassy or like that's what this is like. Like everything is replaced by junk. It's like <laughs> It's a nutcracker, but it's a nutcracker you buy at Walgreens. Like, it's really bad Christmas stuff. Just full of it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nowhere to sit down. You just walk in. You can barely walk through. It's like living in Butch McGuire's, if you know that, from Chicago. Like, yeah, you can barely walk through. It's just full, full, full of Christmas stuff. Do they open up the house? Yeah. As in a... Like an open house Like a museum thing thing for, like, on Christmas Eve or whatever. People come in. Yeah. And the outside is decorated. Like, Christmas vacation, that many lights. I didn't understand why you're taking all your furniture out. So they bring their sons in to help out. And then one of their sons is married to another man. And Mm -hmm. they don't make a big deal out of it. No, they're like like fine with it. They love, yeah, they love their children. They're, it's not a new thing. They've already like, you know, obviously come out to them and they're very inclusive and, and love them unconditionally. So, and they're in the midst of adopting, trying to adopt a baby. Well, this was my, (laughs) your one criticism. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. I'm definitely thankful that Hallmark has taken this on and just gone for it. Yeah. You know, without worrying about their conservative base. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But they've made the, like this character. And then there's another couple that I'll mention in another movie. They are 
white, attractive, and married, and like want children. Like they fit into like this certain mold. Yeah. So it makes them like more like accessible. I feel which maybe that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, we can have this, but it has to be like th- these are the rules. Anyway, so that I mean, that movie wasn't whatever. It was fine. It wasn't the greatest, but it's it's groundbreaking. It was good to see. Was this the one that Treat Williams sings in? No, he sings in the Dolly Parton. He sings. Yeah, in so the Dolly we started Parton watching musical. the Dolly Parton musical on Netflix, but we didn't finish it. It's a lot. I mean, it's it's there's goodness to it. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a lot. Like it's you know, like if I eat a donut and I feel sick, that's kind of mm-hmm. like. But you always finish the donut. <laughs> then I'm like, why? I feel bad. Why did I eat that? Um, it's just a lot of camp. I have a theory that Dolly's wasn't even there, like that they filmed her completely separate. Right. And I mean, obviously, some is CGI because she's like an angel, but just even in the the group scenes, it doesn't. She doesn't seem to be there. <laughs> no, they just kind of propped her in. We have this theory about Mavis Staples. You know, the singer Mavis Staples, who everybody loves. You know, she appears mm-hmm. on every record. We have this theory where the musicians, everybody else does all the work, and then they wheel Mavis Staples and in. And they give her, like, one line to sing. And then she just, you know, she just belts out her songs. Yeah. And then... It's nailed. not even her song. She just says it's one line, but then they, like, repeat over and over again. <laughs> and then, but she nails it on the front. It's like, she goes. get it together! And then just, like, over and over again. <laughs> And I feel that was how they kind of did this with Dolly. But Dolly wrote all the songs... And Debbie We're, Allen, it has a very Debbie Allen feel to it. It directed it and choreographed it. And Christine Bransky, who I love, is in it. And she just goes all out in her character. And we listened to the, uh, your dad had the soundtrack playing at Thanksgiving. Yeah, Christmas yeah. on the Square soundtrack, mm-hmm. which was delightful. Usually her Christmas movies are really sappy. They're like the Coat of Many Colors movies. And they're mm-hmm. they're too sappy. This one's too campy, but I'll watch camp yeah. over sap. Yeah, so we'll watch this we'll one. We'll finish it. The, and we named one of our foster cats Dolly. Yeah. Dolly and Darlene. Christmas singer names. Mm-hmm. So we need to finish that. And then we need to finish. We don't usually watch the roy- the royal ones. I said I. But you don't, do you watch, like the royal ones either? Uh, nah. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lacey I Lacey Chabert I, goes I, to Monteveria and meets <laughs> a prince. I could. But they're low on my list. Yeah. I don't. I have a little bit more tolerance for things. I just think there's too many options. Like, yeah. why waste my time on one I don't yeah. like when I can watch a terrible one like Christmas by Starlight? <laughs> that I watched the whole thing. On. So I feel like they kind of started the season on a high. Like the first couple I watched, I liked, and then the ones I've watched since. No, like we tried to watch. I was like, when you were like, let's watch something new. I'm like, oh, the Alicia Witt. I recorded the Alicia Witt one. We usually like the Alicia Witt. She owns a music store and she's going to be evicted by yeah. a city, white city dude who works for somebody. <laughs> Just like, I, yeah. this is really tired. I mean, I know all the plots are recycled, but ugh, come on. I, this is just too basic. That's why we have to watch Jingle Jangle <laughs> or whatever that one is that was on Netflix. So, um, yeah, we, we were both just realized like we turned on the Christmas tree lane when the Alicia went and just like a couple minutes into it, we were just looking at our phones. And <laughs> I was like, we're not <laughs> even paying attention to this. And we, this yeah, is, we like Alicia Witt. This is way too predictable. So I don't normally want to watch the royal ones, but a couple of people had been had watched one royal holiday and had mentioned it, and someone sent us a message saying, like, I know you don't like the royal ones, but this one is different. Mm-hmm. We love you as a listener and a fan, but this one is not different from any of the other ones. I liked it. The prince is played by a guy who is a regular on... I like the people who did, like, The Good Fight, The Good Wife, mm-hmm. Evil, Brain Dead. those shows. I really like those shows. And so this guy is a regular, an actor in all those shows. So I was like, oh, you know, that's promising. The thing I don't like about the royal ones is that the princes are always the worst. Mm-hmm. And he is the worst. I bet you he doesn't end up the worst. <sighs> I don't know if I have what it takes to stick <laughs> with it long enough for him to not be the worst. I don't, I, like, no. I, I don't know. I like this one. They were the prince and queen were stranded in a small town, and they were saved by a young woman who was going to take them to their 
cozy inn. So they like everyone's like, oh, this inn, the Kentbury Inn or whatever, so amazing. And they get there and like it's just like somebody's house, <laughs> and they don't have like numbers on the doors. It seems I would be really uncomfortable with this. Like, there's no amenities to any of it. Like if no, you go no to like service, no an bell, inn, don't you want it to be like, oh, we have a spa and we mm-hmm. have this restaurant? And no, you're just staying in this weird guy's house. <laughs> and it, the, I, I I'm what, like the prince. I'm like turning my nose <laughs> up at this. And the, at the actor that plays the girl's dad as a you know famous tv character actor you feel like he plays like the boss the incompetent boss in various well, sitcoms he's the incompetent innkeeper <laughs> in this one i was willing to stay with that one you had enough those princes are he's yeah. just so mean and he's such a snob he was but i i have a feeling that towards the end he he turns over a new leaf oh if he's a jerk why should he be given like i don't know i don't like i'm like don't give him this chance to like he's proven himself to be a horrible person and a jerk like why are we giving him so much slack i think that's interesting that you're not a fan of the royals uh, hallmark movies or christmas movies in general because you do like the royals yeah i do well the because like the royal family is sort of like they're interesting in the way that these mm-hmm. characters aren't yeah and they're like they're horrible and abused and abuse each other and like it's there's more layers to them mm-hmm. than this just this person being stuck up yeah and it kept acting like everybody would like recognize him and know who he was <laughs> yeah. yeah could you point out any royal person other than like the immediate royal family and then like fergie's daughters like could you no pick out anybody no yeah. no yeah, <laughs> especially from some tiny little from Galwick or whatever. <laughs> yeah, Galwick. <laughs> we watch like an hour of it. And I, that's like the, one of the things I hate is like, why are we watching an hour and then we never finish it? Ugh, he's just so mean. <laughs> he's just a snob. I would rather just like plow through and at least get the satisfaction. It's of, like, like watching The Bachelorette it. and the villain wins. We've watched so we've watched like a hundred Christmas movies. Like we watched thirty five minutes of like a hundred Christmas <laughs> movies. I go to bed and I'm like, I just wasted my time watching four Christmas movies for twenty minutes. I don't know what happens in any of them. <laughs> like why? So I I stayed up and finished Christmas by Starlight the other night, and w- when we woke up the next morning, I was like. I stayed up and watched that whole stupid movie. <laughs> so this one we we had high hopes for because it's yeah. Paul Campbell, a fa- yeah, high on yeah. my list. Maybe yeah. my maybe my number one. Yeah, Window um, Wonderland, and um, then Kristen Sustad or something. Who was I also really like? She was in one of my favorite one of my favorite Hallmark movies of all time, Nine Lives of Christmas. Mm-hmm. One that I have that I watch every year. They wrote it. The right. two of That's them right. wrote yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but the problem is that, like, he plays, he plays the the guy that's going to evict her parents from their no, ca- cafe. No, that's not his role. And he's, that's not who he is. No. He's not he's evil. He's a lovable guy I'm that like, you recast want to be with. the, recast the guy who plays the, the fancy farmer in Cranberry Christmas. <laughs> that guy looks evil. Even yeah. a Michael Rady could play this role yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Campbell is a pushover. No. No. And like the end is that again with the patriarchy, the end is that, oh, his father hands him, his white father hands him down the multi billion dollar, whatever, million dollar company and he gets oh. it. Like that's what was at stake that he may not be like, may not be passed on to him. Oh, oh. great. All is well. <laughs> then Whatever it's a time. very far fetched premise of that. She has to pretend to be, it's like, it's like on Seinfeld where the, with like the butler where they like, like have to be his, their sentence to be the butler. It's yeah. kind of like what this is like. So yeah. for him to even consider not tearing down, because they're going to like tear down the cafe to build. It's, it's really ridiculous. Like there's so much like tearing down of things to build malls in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really bad idea. malls in Chicago? <laughs> no. So they, for him to even like consider not doing it, she agrees to be his lawyer for a week. <laughs> and then to get him out of something, she agrees to to um, host a fundraiser for this company that's trying to sue him. It's like preservation society thing. So it's her planning this fundraiser. And he has an assistant. And so at one point she's like, I can't find it, figure out a caterer. Like she's, she's having to put together this thousand dollar a plate fundraiser and, and she's struggling and within a week and they're going to host it at the cafe, of course. And, um, 
where they make they've won best waffles in chicago 13 years in a row <laughs> waffles play a really big role in this movie like they oh. have this girl who's like performing like live music at the cafe and she's like i remember when i started playing here i would get really nervous but then i would think that there's waffles waiting for me after i finish this that's well that's good to know i'm interested in now so I love anyways, a good she's, waffle. she's like nervous about playing it all together and she and the assistant takes her to lunch to talk about it and he's like i've got someone i'm going to bring in to help with us he'll be able to take care of all this and it's his husband so oh all right there you go the gaze to the rescue what often happens with these movies too that we don't finish or maybe i don't finish because i i was interested in this one but we'll watch some stuff down in our regular house room <laughs> our living room, our living room. <laughs> um and then in our christmas house and then around nine o'clock or so i'm like oh we should go up to bed and finish this because we have our Christmas tree upstairs has a timer <laughs> that goes off at 10.01. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's go up and watch this upstairs so yeah. we can like enjoy an hour of watching stuff while the Christmas trees, the, the lights are on the Christmas tree. So we're like, oh yeah. So then we wrap up down here and then we go upstairs and then we play with the cats for like an hour <laughs> and a half for two hours. And then it's like it's 11 o'clock and we start the movie and invariably I start falling asleep and you're like good night <laughs> and I'm like well yeah it's a level we wasted two hours playing with the cats and now you want to you want to start a brand new movie at 11 o'clock and like, then I stupidly <laughs> stay awake and watch the whole thing to start these at nine and get it over by ten thirty. the other thing that's good about this one is that rescue dogs play a role in it too because she has a rescue dog and then she's talking to somebody else about his dogs and he's like they're all rescues too huh. so all right. It's not terrible, but... Yeah, the more you talk about it, the more you seem <laughs> to like it. But it's just not... Again, just like the thing being evicted. Uh, yeah. Tiresome. Oh, the other one thing about this movie, and like she's adopted and she's like a family law attorney and you were and like, they were like, it was like secretly about adoption and you were like, how they're like making this about something else. <laughs> you know, we don't like, I don't like, just make it regular. Why are you? It's like when it's a secret it's like military propaganda one. for adoption. Yeah. Because then there's one for the USS something was well that's just blatant <laughs> well yeah that is not hiding anything there. <laughs> yeah, it's in the title um so we'll finish the dolly and then what else do we have coming up i guess just more just regular hallmark, hallmark. i can't think of what to uh, look and see what what else is coming if you have any recommendations out. that aren't royals <laughs> molly will poo poo it well someone recommended princess switch too and it was bad and someone recommended when real christmas is bad maybe i just like maybe don't recommend anything <laughs> recommend at your own risk i think when they say it's good they mean it's bad maybe i need to finish one real christmas maybe it really comes together in the second hour yeah all right that's one that we'll try to we'll do <laughs> and dolly we'll finish dolly well that's it for now we'll talk to you in a couple weeks out of all the reindeers you know you're the mastermind 